You're listening to Behind the Screens. This is a podcast series created by Energy Trading Company Danske Commodities. Here we dive into the world of energy and energy trading together with our in-house experts. Ramping up on renewable energy is often mentioned as one of the long-term solutions to the supply problems that Europe have faced during 2022. So in this episode, we'll look at what it actually takes to build a wind farm or solar park and what role Danske Commodities plays in the process. My name is Jens Østergaard and with me in the studio today are Danske Commodities Head of European Origination, Jens Tang. Everybody knows that uh, power output from a wind turbine is as the wind blows, so to speak. Companies like DC have a really high capabilities in handling these fluctuating uh, energy producing assets. And uh, our role in integrating that into the grid and not wasting energy uh, in that uh, process is a core capability that we can offer to our clients. And Renewables Development Origination Manager, Dirk Kaiser. And the high energy prices right now, uh, if you look at what does it cost to build a, a wind farm or a solar park compared to the prices, it makes it very attractive. So here we have good investment cases going forward. So there's a lot of money going into this, these businesses. But also on the negative side, we have increasing interest rates that, uh, that makes it more, more challenging. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So maybe we should uh, start by explaining this uh, term origination, what it actually means and, and what it is you, you work with here in, in Danske Commodities. Jens Tang. Yes, thank you. In fact, what we work with is trying to get uh, the DC capabilities in energy trading uh, transformed into products we can offer to customers. And uh, origination means then we originate deals with customers where our capabilities and the customers' needs go hand in hand. What kind of products could that be? Uh, in any uh, renewable product, you need to handle the power, and, and we are a, trading, a power trading company. So just selling the power in, into the market is, is a, a product we offer, as a simple one. Yes, and in, in, in general, you could say that uh, actually for our clients, we are handling the risks which are involved by uh, handling the power both financially and uh, also physically. Let's imagine uh, then that uh, I'm an investor. I have some money that I want to invest in renewables and uh, I come to, to you guys. Uh, what, uh, wh- where do I start? What do I do? When when you come to us like this, I probably would ask you first a lot of questions about you because we need a lot of information, which helps us actually to find out where you stand and uh, what kinds of investment uh, you are interested in. But if we imagine that you are an investor and you are interested in a renewable project, it could be a wind or solar project. If we look at these projects and they start very, very early and it takes a long time to develop them. Uh, my first question would be, uh, would you like to start very early and have a lot of risk involved in that? Or would you come into uh, your investment? You Does that start first when the project is developed and you can see like the wind turbines almost spinning and uh, you can actually then uh, just say, I want to buy this wind farm or this solar park. 
lot of investors, if we just say they're coming with the money and not the knowledge, they are uh, investing from that point, which is called the co commercial operation date when, when the, it, the wind farm uh, is producing electricity and uh, all the testing has been done. So if we look at sort of the the people who are involved in a uh, in a renewables project like a wind farm or solar park apart from the uh, the investor who else are involved uh, from the the planning phase or the idea phase and until it goes into operation Yeah just to second also what Dirk said uh, just earlier It usually starts out, a renewable project usually starts out with someone having an, an idea and someone maybe even have some kind of understanding of how and where it can be built. Maybe there is land, uh, there's a landowner who has uh, interest to use his land for a renewable project. It can also be a developer who sees the potential of the land and then knows something about possible grid connections. So it's, it's in this... Uh, Uh, area where you where it'll be decided if it's a project that can be developed, and then a developer can can go ahead with it. And there, there's a lot of different processes that needs to be taken care of, like environment, grid connections, financing, and uh, local because uh, of local opposition and so on. So there are sort of different steps where an investor can enter into uh, into a renewables project. Yes, that is correct. So at what step uh, do does uh, Danske Commodities come into the process? We are quite flexible, so we actually go into this process in different stages, no matter where our clients actually are. But it can start quite early, actually, when the developers, they're asking us what is possible. And that is long before we see anything spinning or producing uh, electricity. But um, a normal way uh, could be explained by when the financing needs to be discussed. We're talking about a lot of money which needs to be invested here. And uh, there is no way around the banks most of the time. There are a few pension funds and things like that which maybe are not so focused on the on the financing, but they need then to deliver return to their investors. So um, at that stage, when you look at the financial concept and uh, how this project will be financed, then uh, very often we are a part of this, discussing what can you actually get for your power and what are the costs and which risks are involved for in the short term but also in the long term. What are the different ways that Danske Commodities can help the investors in making a return on their investment? If you look at a renewable project, it's quite complex. There is a lot of things that needs to be secured and be in place, but everything in a project, all the process, all the things that goes into it, the development costs, the purchase of the wind turbines, land lease, and so on, all these costs has to be met by an income that makes it feasible. So in order for a developer or an investor to be sure that his investment delivers the returns he wants, he may he needs to make sure that all these things are covered by his income. The only income he has is selling the power. And selling the power is our core capabilities. So we help him secure uh, an income stream that will uh, make his uh, project feasible. 
And at the same time, what do I have to pay for protecting myself for the risks which are involved? There are different kinds of risks which we are handling. Uh, the risks which are involved with the physical way of putting the power into the grid, the balancing of the power into the grid, and also the more financial risks longer term. Uh, there are volume risks, profile risks, and the price risk itself, because nobody knows how the price will develop over time. Uh, some of them we take totally, so we can maybe just say that is the cost of the risk, and the banks are probably or very often quite happy about that. We call that the contracted revenues. Uh, they are very important for the, the banks. But also with these large projects going on, we see more and more that uh, risks, they need to be divided. The different participants, they are taking different risks and can uh, maybe also share risks. And that uh, needs to be agreed. And that's why these power purchase agreements, as I also called, can be quite complex, can be very easy. It goes from a, just a physical handling uh, until a, a complicated long-term power purchase agreement with different uh, challenges in, included. When looking at the current energy crisis with the increasing prices and, uh, and also a, a supply issue on energy, Has that changed the uh, investment landscape in renewable energy as you see it? Of course, when you see prices of energy increasing a lot, uh, that can also be considered a signal for investing in energy producing units. And of course, this is also the case here. So uh, there is incitements to invest in renewable energy as well, uh, remembering that the fuel for renewable energy is free. So of course, this has a big impact on the investment appetite. Exactly. Uh, with these increased prices, we also have seen that the whole structure uh, around renewables is changing. We uh, see that the political incitements, given the whole environment around renewables, is changing. So we see that politicians, they want to increase the build-out rates of renewables. And we will see that happening in the future quite a lot. And that influences also the markets, the risk, and uh, gives new possibilities. And the high energy prices right now, uh, if you look at what does it cost to build a, a wind farm or solar park compared to the prices, it makes it very attractive. So here we have good investment cases going forward. So there's a lot of money going into this these businesses. But also on the negative side, we have increasing interest rates that... Uh, that makes it more more challenging because you need financing for these huge amounts of money. But uh, it's an extremely interesting period we are in right now and going forward, and that will will be for many, many years. How do you see the needs of renewables investors in the coming years, and, and what role will DC play? If you have a large influx of renewable energy into the market, There are uh, quite a few challenges. Everybody knows that uh, power output from a wind turbine is as the wind blows, so to speak. Companies like DC have a really high capabilities in handling these fluctuating uh, energy producing assets. And uh, our role in just taking that as an example, integrating that into the grid and not wasting energy uh, in that uh, process is a core capability that we we can offer to our clients. When you say not, Wasting energy, uh, how does that work? Uh, I think everyone 
in the Danish landscape has seen the wind turbines not producing when even when the wind is quite uh, strong. And that means, in fact, energy is being wasted in that case because it could have produced and that energy could have come to use somewhere. It would be much better trying using the energy when it's produced than just letting the wind turbines, for instance, idling in such a case. Yeah, which brings us then also to how should we use the energy going forward. And uh, the power to X uh, is one theme, batteries is another theme, and these uh, very, very interesting areas becoming a part of uh, our origination team. Uh, we need to find out when does a wind farm produce f to recharge a battery or uh, to uh, produce hydrogen. And uh, uh, on the other side, when does it come to the market? And that is a, a procedure of optimizing the, the whole uh, energy system. And we do that together with the clients because there are a lot of constraints we need to take care of. So we help them actually um, in the short term and in the long term. It sounds like it also changes the role that you have as uh, originators. Uh. I mean, if you look at it, maybe just a couple of years ago, the main job as an originator was trying to make solutions for like a wind turbine owner. And now we we probably would see more integrated solutions where a wind turbine owner maybe owns a big wind farm also will put some of that power into the market when he uh, gets a good price for that. But in other periods, he would use it to produce heat or hydrogen or whatever. So being able to deliver such integrated solution and maybe hybrid solutions is, of course, changing the way we work and the products we can offer. But it's safe to say that the case for renewable energy investments are, are getting stronger. Yes, I would say because there are attractive revenues to get, Uh, we see new players coming in, players who maybe have not been investing in the energy business before. And we see the old players developing uh, to actually having different assets in their portfolio and need to look into the different possibilities for optimizing their revenue streams. At the same time, we see that also it's a triangle between the financing institutions, the investors and us. The banks, they need to adapt. They need to learn how to actually work with these uh, different revenue streams because it's very, very difficult to uh, predict how much is flexibility worth in a few years. Nobody knows exactly how much will be built in the next few years. We know that the political incitement is there, but nobody can exactly know how much will be, and that influences also how much is the the, the the power from a wind farm or a solar park worth uh, in five or ten years. Uh, and when we are building a large number of new renewable assets producing uh, power, a lot of these assets will uh, produce at the same time, for instance, in Northern Europe where the concentration will be high. So one of the really big challenges in the transition towards a green energy is how, how do we make use of electricity when it's cheap so it's not wasted because that is the key issue here we we have to not just sell the power for nothing when trying to make it into a value that we can use actively so the both the income stream to the to the asset owner is uh, is optimized but also as a society we get most out of the investment 
Thank you, Jens Tang and dear Kaiser for visiting the studio. You have been listening to Behind the Screens, a podcast series created by energy trading company Danske Commodities, where we dive into the world of energy and energy trading together with our in-house experts. Be sure to catch our other episodes where you normally listen to podcasts.